The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading for today, and especially these words of Jesus at the end of our reading. Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God creates new life right in the midst of chaos. That's what he did in the beginning. Genesis 1-2 recounts for us the fact that after God's initial act of creating the heavens and the earth, they were without form, empty, and dark. You may call that the very definition of chaos. But right out of that chaos, God formed every beautiful part of his creation. He ordered that chaos. He created new life of every type and form. God creates new life right in the midst of chaos. He did it in the days of Noah during the flood. There in the chaos of all that water, he buried eight seeds of humanity, which he would use to bring forth all of the new life he wanted after that dry land reappeared. He brought forth new life right there in the midst of disorder. Yes, God creates new life right in the midst of chaos. That's what he did in the Red Sea. There in the chaos of those waters, both rising and then crashing, those waters between Egypt and the Promised Land, God brought forth new life for his people, a life free of slavery and full of opportunity. Yes, God does bring forth new life right in the midst of chaos. That's what we saw him do in our gospel reading for today from John chapter 9. You see, that man, born blind, was in one way living a very chaotic life. You see, that man's life had been in chaos since the day of his birth due to his inability to see. His life had been reduced to simply begging for anything anyone would give him. In terms of what that man's eyes could see, all things were empty and formless, and dark. But Jesus, just like he did in the beginning in Genesis, came there ready to bring life out of that chaos. Oh, the others gathered around that man that day simply wanted to discuss why it was that such chaos had fallen upon that blind man. They were sure that if they thought hard enough about it, they could find a specific reason why such a tragedy had befallen this man. Perhaps he had done something terribly bad, or perhaps it was his parents who had done it. Something must be hidden that, if brought to light, would explain exactly why this man had such a terrible trauma inflicted upon him from birth. But Jesus, when he began to speak, made clear that this man's non-existent eyesight was not the result of some specific sin that he had done or his parents had done. 
Oh, to be sure, sin was the ultimate cause of all of this kind of chaos in the world, but not in a way that one could easily categorize into causes and effects. In the most general sense, there was chaos throughout the world that hit different people because there was sin so prevalent throughout the world. Jesus, you see, had no patience for those who thought that somehow they could figure it all out. Those people that thought they could explain why each piece of that chaos existed. After all, that's not how chaos works. That's why it's called chaos. He understood that those who thought they could figure it all out ultimately usually ended up believing that they could somehow of their own doing avoid everything tragic in the world. That if they did this and didn't do that, they could avoid all of the brokenness that exists. But Jesus wanted them to understand that ever since Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden, the world had become irrevocably chaotic. Each person through their sin and weakness only added to the chaos of that problem. Jesus wanted everyone there that day to understand this truth. Only the one who had in the beginning made all things out of that chaos could also bring forth new life in this situation. So Jesus, rather than arguing about why this man had his condition, revealed instead that he was there that day to make new life come out of that chaos. He revealed that that man's chaos was there in order that the Son of Man might have raw material, so to speak, to work with that day. And so Jesus dipped his finger in the dust of the earth, and he mixed mud and he placed it upon the man's eyes. He told him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam, and when he did, the man could see. There it was, new life, right in the midst of chaos. This man was no longer blind, but could finally see. Now after that happened, the conversation around him changed drastically. No longer were people talking about the chaos of blindness that had existed from this man's birth, but instead they were talking about the cause of the new life that was right before them. Oh, to be sure, they tried at first to act as if it didn't happen. Perhaps he's not that same man we always knew. Perhaps he always could see. Perhaps, perhaps. But you see, they all knew the truth, that something miraculous had happened. And therefore, they had to try to explain how it was that Jesus could do such things. The Pharisees, you see, had no interest in any explanation that would say that Jesus had been sent forth by God to do these things. They were way too interested in protecting their positions of authority and their interpretation of Jewish religion. The parents of the blind man weren't too interested either in any kind of explanation that would proclaim that Jesus had come from God because they wanted to avoid the persecution that the Jews were bringing upon those who made such a confession of faith. But that man who had been healed could not help but conclude what everyone else must have truly known in their hearts, 
The miracle that Jesus had performed, healing him of his blindness that had been there his whole life long, it was certainly proof that Jesus was, at the very least, a prophet of God. And as he learned soon from Jesus, not only was Jesus a prophet, but he was the Son of Man, the Messiah of God. The one who had taken away his blindness was the one whom God had set apart to remove all blindness in this world. He was the one who had been set apart to preach good news to the poor. He was the one and the only one who could bring new life right in the midst of chaos. That is who Jesus was. And thanks be to God, it is still who he is. Oh, we modern Americans have been taught to be much more sensitive in talking about people with disabilities. And so, no, we're not very likely to, you're not very likely to find one of us trying to blame a disability on one person's sins or their parents' sins. But that does not mean that we don't still play similar games. We still, many times, believe that everything is basically cause and effect. We think that somehow if we figure out all those causes and effects, we can get the good life just by making the right choices. But there are really two problems with that idea. First, not everything we see is as simple as cause and effect. Sometimes in this world so broken with sin, the bad things we experience are simply a part of the chaos that exists in this world. And secondly, even when we can figure out that this particular thing seems to cause this particular effect, that knowledge often doesn't really help us because we often end up doing that very thing that we know will cause a bad effect anyways. For we are weak and we fall easily into sin. Oh, we know that unkind words delivered to those in our home will cause misery for all there. And yet we still open our mouths and we speak them. We know that missing church will mean that we miss out on the gifts of God. And yet we choose to do something else on a Sunday morning. We know that looking at things that we cannot afford will only make us feel depressed. And yet we flip through the ads and click on the web pages and watch those shows. Jesus summarizes everything he had to say at the end of our reading. He says, For judgment I have come into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. What is Jesus saying? What does he mean? Well, he is saying that when he shows up, those who know they're blind, they know they can't figure it all out, well, they're the ones that end up seeing. And those who in pride believe they already see everything perfectly and have it all figured it out, figured out they are the ones that end up blind. Yes, as always, the humble are exalted before God and the proud are sent away empty. Those who know they live in chaos, they get new life. And those who think they already have the abundant life by themselves, well, they are thrown into chaos. So what about you? Do you think you've got it all figured out? Do you think you understand how this whole world works? 
Well, Jesus would say, if you do, then you are the one who is truly blind. But if instead, if you are willing to humbly admit that the brokenness of this world confuses you, and that your own sins and actions only add to that confusion, well then today, you will see. For God brings new life right in the midst of chaos. It's what he did on the cross of Calvary. There, all the chaos of the world surrounded the Messiah. It was beaten into him. It poured out of him. And there, right in the midst of all of that chaos, Jesus brought forth new life for everyone. Through his death and his resurrection, he has brought new life forward for you and for me. Yes, God creates new life right in the midst of chaos. It is what he does here today for you. Jesus gives you perfect sight. He removes from you your sinful blindness and gives you instead the eyes of faith. You were blind, but now you see. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God that the chaos we often find in our lives is but the raw material that God works with in order to bring forth new life in our life. Yes, we may not understand it, but we receive it with joy. Amen.